0: Hello everyone, I just pressed record a minute ago while I pressed go live and the dog was doing my head in and it was really distracting me so I thought... (laughs) I would just stop and go again because he's doing this thing where he's tapping at the door to go out and he only wants to go out because cats are out there. Um, So he has now settled down in the bed and I can actually think straight because I started to waffle and I don't, I don't want to waffle on this podcast or this live episode, I just want to talk. <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking to you about nourishing and fueling your body and why this is so important when it comes to fat loss and just living life in general like this just this doesn't just have to associate with fat loss it can also associate with just living life after fat loss or before fat loss in fact Um, and I think a lot of people get you know dieting for fat loss or just eating healthy kind of the wrong way around we kind of always think that we have to restrict and eat less and you know really really focus on eating as little as possible when actually it serves us much better when we start to actually really nourish and fuel our body and you will probably have noticed over the years if you followed me or followed me or worked with me that my language around food has changed quite a lot and that is because I believe I have changed and evolved quite a lot as a coach and I really want my clients and the people that work with me to evolve with me because it's just a much nicer place to be so When I talk about um, nourishing and fueling your body, obviously I'm talking about making sure that you're eating really delicious things that support your goals. And like I said before, quite often, you know, prior to now, what we've probably spent most of our life doing is restricting foods and eating far less. Now, obviously, there is the law of thermodynamics and when we are trying to achieve, um, Weight loss or fat loss, we do need to be in slight calorie deficit, and that can actually be achieved without having to, dare I say, it, track calories. Obviously, there does come to a point where some people might have to track calories just due to education around foods, um, and also just to show people, you know, what certain calories are in particular foods and meals out and that kind of thing. Even though there's calories on the menu now, which is obviously helping some people, but not helping others, but. That's another topic not to go into right now. So how and why do we need to approach food from a more nourishing and fueling mindset? Well, firstly, a lot of the behaviours that we carry around food is to do with our language and what we call food and what we say food is. So say, for example, you were going out for a meal with your friends and it was at a restaurant that you know um, has I don't know like deep fried american food you probably would label that food as dirty or um bad food you know i'm going out for a meal and it's i know it's going to be quite bad whereas essentially the moment we label food in that way we are almost labeling our behavior around that food so what i urge you to do is try to approach these meals with I'm just going to show up and do the best I can with the food that is in front of me. And if that doesn't align with me, you know, feeling more nourished or feeling more energized, then the best thing I can do right now is enjoy the food that is in front of me. Because the moment we start worrying and analyzing the food that we are eating, the moment we um, start to act out. And when I mean when I say act out, what I mean is like self-sabotage, fuck it, bucket, it. all of these behaviors that stem from the language that we use. So wherever you're going and i'm going to come on to social occasions a little bit later but wherever you're going whatever food you're choosing really trying to reframe your language that you use around food as quite neutral language that this is the best you can do with the food that you are given and also that food is there to be enjoyed and it's really good to have inclusivity with your food it's really good to be able to have you know Um, a really lovely mindset when you're going out for a meal that do you know what I I can enjoy whatever is in front of me without thinking that you know oh my god this is you know really unhealthy this is going to be super high calorie da 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 like I said the moment that you start to label all these things and really tune into that kind of inner critic voice the moment that that you start to act out so if you can just go out for a meal and just really sit with it and just allow yourself to be like okay this is the best that i can do and actually this is my favorite thing on the menu i'm going to enjoy it but anyway i'm kind of going backwards to go forward so what i want to talk about right now is The balanced food approach. Now, the balanced food approach is something that I um, encourage people to do within Project Me, and I also do it within my one-to-one clients as well, and sometimes it's called something different. I've kind of evolved the name over the years, so I used to call this Baseline Nutrition, and now I'm calling it the balanced food approach. It's essentially the same thing, Um, and what this does is offer us a baseline or a blueprint that we are able to work from and eat each day that enables us to feel satiated, nourished, energized, recovered. You know, we feel that our needs are met in terms of our taste buds and we feel just great eating the food that we eat every day. And most of the clients that come to me, like I said before, come from a background of being quite um, chaotic in their eating you know never stopping to actually eat to eat a proper meal unless it's dinner time so constantly snacking picking up kids food maybe not eating at all in in the day or maybe just completely like eating without any um any rec what's the word any understanding that what they're eating isn't kind of healthy and they they know that they aren't making healthy choices but they don't really care they've got that kind of like fuck it i'm stuck like this attitude so you know the clients that i work with and the people that are listening to this probably can recognize you know their their old selves in in those um kind of people categories and one thing i try to do is to get them to a baseline to get them to a blueprint where they feel that no matter what happens in the day that they know the next meal that they approach or the next snack that they approach they can make the best and the most uh, practical decision that's possible so say for example that we've gone throughout the day most people start with a really great breakfast then they get to like i don't know snack time before lunch then lunch and then let's say that two, four, five o'clock window comes in and the picky fingers come out and all of a sudden before you know it you've eaten ten strawberry pencils, um, a bag of milky buttons and something else and you don't know why you've acted in that way and you don't know why that you've just you know casually gone into kind of picky fingers mode but what you do know is the next meal that you can... Um, that you're going to you're going to have you can actually choose to just go back to your baseline go back to your balanced approach because ultimately that's what keeps you grounded and that's what keeps you going and essentially it doesn't trigger that inner critic to lead you down a path of self-sabotage because you know if you've had a day and it happens trust me it happens to me as well if you've had a day where you've you know let things slip a little bit or you know you've just not. Put those questions in place, such as the self-inquisitive questions like, um, "Does this support my goals and values? Does this look? Does this? Is this going to support my future self?" You know, before the strawberry pencils and the Milky Bar buttons and that kind of thing, you might sometimes just not give yourself the space or second to actually ask that question before you act upon it. So, if that happens, which it can happen, it will happen to us all. We know that our next meal, we've got this baseline to go back to. We've got this blueprint and all is safe there. And it doesn't matter. You know, yes, I may have acted differently throughout the day. I may have, you know, eaten some things that, you know, don't align with my goals and my values. But I've got this baseline to return back to. And the wonderful thing about this is it stops the yo-yo, it stops the fuck it bucket coming out because you feel grounded and you feel safe. And the food that you are cho- choosing to eat is not restricted. So if you've had a day where you've hit you know the sweets and the chocolate in the afternoon and you go back to eating a delicious, comforting, nutritious meal, you don't feel you know the guilt because essentially you are you're choosing at the next opportunity to nourish and fuel your body instead of perhaps before thinking well i can't really eat dinner now because i've gone over my calories you know and then what happens you wake up the next day absolutely starving you know and the the cycle continues so it's really about understanding there are are gonna be days where you do slip up you do make mistakes you don't get inquisitive with yourself you don't put a pause in place But having that baseline, that balanced food approach where you're going back to a blueprint of things that really work for you and that help you to feel grounded and supported, is really important because that's what keeps you going that's what helps you show up each day instead of you know doing two weeks of a perfect diet and then completely going off plan as such and then being like oh fuck it i can't do this is you know it's unrealistic that's what we don't want so really working on how you label your food is really important so when you make your meals what i urge you to do and even if you are calorie tracking you know, hopefully you're still listening to this, what I urge you to do is look at your meals and ask yourself, is this nourishing? Like, does this look like a really nourishing, yummy meal? Does it look delicious? Does this food look like loving myself? Which I know sounds a bit woo woo and sounds a bit like, okay Angie, you know, where have you been? You've been hiding in a cave somewhere speaking to some kind of Buddha, no. Does this meal look like loving myself? Like, is this something that would look like if I truly loved myself? You know, if I was truly giving myself 100% and I wanted to take care of myself and my health for the rest of my life, does this meal look like loving myself? Is it supporting my energy needs? Is it supporting my recovery? is it comforting you know at some point and I've just had a meal this afternoon that I really needed some comfort but that comfort didn't come in the form of you know all beige and chocolate and that kind of thing it was a nourishing comforting meal and actually what I had was just um some soup and a sausage and egg bagel and I'll come on to like the um how to approach your macros type thing in a second and I'll come back to that example because it might really help to support you on days where you don't feel like eating vegetables and you don't feel like eating salads because we all have those days. So really asking yourself at every single meal and every single snack, does this look delicious? Does this look nourishing? Does this look fuel like like it's gonna fuel me for the next couple of hours because that's really important. You know, we don't want to go for hours and hours without eating because essentially what can then happen is we end up in what i call red bull syndrome so your your little horns come out and then you get into the cupboards and it's like you're just in a rage and you can't stop just because you're so hungry so it's really important that we are fueling our body for the next few hours so if you're having lunch or you're having breakfast Truly asking yourself and looking at, you know, the size of your meal and what you're eating on your plate, like, is this going to fuel me? Like, I've got a big day ahead. I've got lots of meetings. I need to be here, there, there. Or, you know, I've got a big day ahead with the kids. They're going to do my head in today. Like, have have I, eat, have I eaten enough to be able to, you know, really focus, Trevor, shh, really focus for the next couple of hours. So I think that's really, and that's something that really changed my mindset as well, because... Ultimately, like before when I used to, you know, diet, I would try and go for hours and hours and hours without eating. And then I would get to the point where I'd eat something and it was almost like I had this uncontrollable hunger. And throughout that time of not eating, I wouldn't be able to concentrate on my work. I'd be constantly thinking about food, like what am I going to eat next? And then, you know, you think about all of those foodie thoughts like, oh, I wish I could have a donut. I wish I could have chocolate and that kind of thing. So really asking yourself at every meal and after every meal, did that fill me up? Did that fuel my body? Did that give me what I needed today, you know, to be able to support my future self and where I'm going to go? um so yes we need to develop a new language around the food that we are choosing and when you're plating up really looking at that meal and thinking well how is this supporting my needs and one of my clients actually said to me this morning she's going through perimenopause and one thing that's really like changed for her is her approach of eating now to support where she is in life so instead of thinking you know in the past um eating like really low calories and trying to yeah just like eat junk but fit it into your calories her mindset has changed completely she's now eating to support where she is in her life today and i just think that's amazing because you know if we could all embody that if we could all take on that approach of you know where am i where am i today who am i today what roles and responsibilities do i have and how can i eat to support that will really change your mindset around food and change the way that you act around food you know if you're a busy mum, do you need to make sure that you are nourished and energized to be able to show up each day as a busy mum? yes you know as a busy career woman or you know somebody who really really has to put a lot of work and effort into their career and their education do you need to make sure that you're fueling not only your body but actually your mind as well yes so that you're not you know at three o'clock in the afternoon getting the custard creams out thinking you know i just need to some more mental energy trust me i used to do that when i when i was studying at uh, uni but like that was because I didn't eat enough in the day. So I'd get the biscuits out in the afternoon to, you know, to give me that sugar, you know, to, to carry on going. So thinking about the person you are today and thinking about the person you are, you you know, who you want to become. Maybe that is somebody who is really um, you know, passionate about their career and doing really well on the career ladder, but actually that person who really looks after themselves, you know, that presents themselves well and you can, you know, just sense when you're around that person that they take care of their health, they put themselves first and they, you know, show up to the workouts, they're drinking, you know, their water instead of drinking another cup of coffee and that kind of thing. Like, who do you want to become and what language can you use around the food and the behaviours that you you do each day to ensure they are aligning with that? And I think that's really important. Um, So yeah, so moving on, what exactly is the balanced food approach or baseline nutrition? What it is, is essentially eating three meals and one to three snacks a day. Now that sounds so simple, but I cannot begin to tell you how many clients come to work with me and can hands up say that they don't eat like that, that they think they do, but actually when we do a bit of a food diary, we see that their food is very chaotic, they're picking here and there, they're not sitting down to eat meals. You know, what feels like a meal isn't actually a meal, it's actually a snack and that kind of thing. So really focusing on eating three meals a day at the times that you are hungry. So if you are hungry first thing in the morning, your breakfast comes first thing in the morning instead of waiting hours and hours. You know, and then having one to three snacks around that. Now, for some people, some people might need more meals than three, which I know you might think is a bit bizarre, but it's not. Trust me, I've got a client. Hang on. <clears throat> if i've got a client that's uh that's doing i don't know 14 15000 steps a day and they're really active on top of that that you know they're doing three to four maybe five gyms gym sessions a week that kind of thing three meals for them might not be enough because they are so active so actually having four meals might be really beneficial and sometimes four meals can look like a breakfast another breakfast a lunch and a dinner you know it doesn't mean that you're eating two dinners i mean for some people depending on the shift pattern two dinners might work really well but also i think people get a bit like oh my god i've got to eat four meals think get overwhelmed with the fact that they're going to be like stupidly full and this approach does not work like that and in fact you can make a snack into a, a slightly bigger snack which then becomes a meal which i'll go on to in a second Then you're eating one to three snacks a day. So your one to three snacks really work around like your energy levels. If you're somebody who's sat down for most of the day and you've had your breakfast, you've had your lunch, you might get into the afternoon and just think, oh, you know, I need a snack to tie me over until dinner. You have a a dinner and that might be it. That might be enough for you to feel satiated and feel, you know, supported, well recovered, well nourished and that kind of thing. For other people, it it depends they might need a snack in between each meal and sometimes this is me like sometimes depending what I've had for breakfast and what time I've eaten breakfast I will have a snack in between breakfast and lunch and then I also would have a snack between lunch and dinner and then I'd have a snack after dinner so it really depends on your activity levels on that day and how your energy levels are feeling sometimes when it's a rest day you're Hungrier than you are on days where you're more active, so really it's a, it's a case of you know tuning into what's right for you. and what I love about this approach is that flexibility that you know for a lot of people coming into my coaching, they will have come from a background of following meal plans and and that sort of thing and having a structure given to them. Well, this is a structure as such. It's guidelines, but you make it work for you and there's no one size fits all and there's no one size fits you for the rest of your life because your energy levels will change per day. So it's really about owning yourself and really um, thinking each day like, is today a bit of a hungry day? Yes, I can sense today is a bit of a hungry day. So I now know I need to, and I'll come on to your sort of macros in a minute, but I now know that I need to make sure that I'm eating, you know, starchy carbohydrates to support my energy levels. I need to make sure that the fats I'm choosing aren't just wasted fats. Um, So for example, instead of having you know some olive oil on my salad i actually might choose to have more avocado because that's going to fill me up and that kind of thing so really thinking about satiety um and yeah so three meals three snacks or less or more meals if you want to and i don't think there's like a definite um strategy for one person like i said i have some clients that come to me and i'm like you're going to need four meals just because the type of person you are and the type of activity you do and other people are like do you know what we actually might only need two meals and two snacks because of the type of person that you are and because of your activity levels but again that's not rigid and that will change and that will change on that person's energy levels and you know and, and approaching time of the month you know somebody's appetite might go up for a week so it's really understanding that you've got this baseline you've got this balanced food approach that you follow each day i have my three meals i have my three snacks but actually i can tune into myself and ask myself well do i need that that extra snack today and just to kind of make it clear when i talk about snacks i do i do encourage people to have a calorie um, guideline or carrot the calorie limit as such on your snacks so i'd say around 250 calories per snack because what we don't want to happen is a snack to become a chocolate bar packet of crisps you know an apple and a few slices of, of cheese to me that's just another meal um, that you said is a snack so just having some calorie awareness on your snacks that okay today i fancy um a chocolate bar as my snack That's around 250 calories. Fine, that is my snack. Whereas another day you might go, Do you know what? I do fancy some chocolate, but I'm actually really hungry. So I could do with a more filling snack. So I'm going to have some Greek yogurt. I'm going to have some fruit. I'm going to have some brown flakes with that. And I'm actually going to put a dollop of Nutella in there just to give me, you know, that little bit of a chocolate flavor. So it's really understanding, you know, you have complete ownership over those snacks and trying to figure out and ask yourself, like, what is what's the best option for me today is that chocolate bar going to be truly satiating is it going to nourish me is it going to give me what i need or is it just a quick fix because i feel like having a quick fix but what i truly need is a snack that's going to fill me up for the next couple of hours Um, so how do we go about this so each meal we are aiming for a palm full of So everybody's hand size is going to be different. And this is where I'm very, very glad that I have big hands. (laughs) Um, But this is really important. So a palm full of protein. Now, often people say to me, yeah, but I don't eat like a chicken breast for breakfast. Well, I'm glad that you don't because (laughs) I wouldn't eat a chicken breast for breakfast. Um, But a palm full of protein is essentially between 25 grams to 30 grams of protein. So that would look like a scoop of protein powder. Or it might look like three eggs, which does have some fat on a fat in it, but you know it essentially we're looking at protein. Um, Greek yogurt. So we you might have to use calorie guidelines a little bit to understand, oh, I'm getting my 25 grams of protein in here. So a portion of Greek yogurt might look bigger than just a palm full. it might look like two palms full. But essentially, if you put like a hundred grams of Greek yogurt in, you're gonna get around um your 25 to 30 grams of, of protein. And if you really don't want to look at the label, just portion up some, you know, Greek yogurt that you think looks reasonable and you think that you know isn't over, you know overloading on on greek yogurt or whatever just be sensible about it you know a a palm or two palms full of greek yogurt is absolutely fine do you go zero percent do you go five percent do you go full fat completely on your preference but what i do find is if you choose the fuller fat version you don't need as much because it's actually really filling because of the fat in it and remember it's good fats as well um so a palm full of protein with each meal now sometimes and this happened to me the other day, I actually didn't have a palmful of protein with each meal. I had it for breakfast and I had it for dinner, but one of my snacks was actually a palmful of protein. I had a protein bar. So essentially, as long as you're getting your three palmfuls in somewhere, that's absolutely fine. So my baseline, my balanced food approach, my approach to food every day is, I make sure I get three palmfuls of protein in somewhere, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all my snacks. next thing is carbohydrates so with carbohydrates i do encourage clients to get this in with every meal because i think we've been taught to have um like little carbs with our meals especially at lunchtime as well so you know That kind of stereotypical, oh, I'm just going to have a salad for lunch. And then before you know it at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're (laughs) you're having your sixth donut or your sixth biscuit. And that's usually because you've just not had enough fuel in your lunch. So for some people, this is quite like a hard thing to master because they're just not used to eating carbohydrates with, you know, their main meals as such. They're used to to having them in um, like confectionery form. Um, rather than in their main meals, but I assure you, if you start to actually fuel your body and start to have carbohydrates with your breakfast, lunch, and your dinner, you will begin to feel a lot different, and you will begin to feel a lot more balanced. So, your cup of carbohydrates. So this is dependent on like your hand size. <laughs> I'm trying to show it in the, in the camera, and my hands like the other side of the room. Um, so we want to go for a, you know a cup size full. So. If you get your palms straight and you cup your fingers, that is essentially a cup, a cup sizeful, um, or a handful, I should say. So, for example, if you're going to get some like new potatoes or a jacket potato, just a potato that fits your fits your hand, fine. If you're going to serve up some, you know, baby potatoes. A handful of potatoes like that absolutely fine and you can pile them up it doesn't have to be like you know completely flat you might be looking at going oh my god that's hardly any but you can pile them up a little bit but just be sensible about it you know in terms of like rice pasta porridge oats anything couscous anything that you have to cook and heat up and expands what you need to do is make sure you're measuring the cooked um serving so not the uncooked because obviously like a dry handful of pasta is or rice i should say is a lot different to a cooked version in terms of volume so like a dry handful is going to like triple in size so make sure that you're having um the cooked version now a lot of people will ask what about bread? about bread have bread if you want it now one thing that we have to think about is the density so i need to talk about this with protein as well sometimes when you pick pick particular foods the way that they're made and you know the more um convenience they are they might not be that dense so when you're actually eating them they don't fill you up as much so for example with bread you might notice that actually if you have a sandwich if you have a tuna sandwich and then compare that to having tuna with whole wheat pasta you're um you might feel hungrier having eaten the sandwich just because of the way that you know the bread is formed and that kind of thing whereas the pasta expands in your stomach um the same with meats as well and fish so for example some clients might have eggs for breakfast and they might have scrambled eggs on toast for breakfast with some spinach and actually within like an hour or so they might still be quite hungry and that might just due to be due to the fact that they've had bread and they've had eggs for breakfast and actually the density of the both of these foods isn't that big like it doesn't expand in your stomach there's not there's not a great deal of starch in those carbohydrates so really thinking about like after each meal did this truly fill me up for a good two to three hours if not do i need to change the protein source or do i need to change the carbohydrate source there like instead of scrambled eggs on toast could i have some boiled eggs just cook them in a slightly different way so they're firmer could i have some boiled eggs could i have some like porridge oats on the side and some fruit with the porridge oats and that kind of thing so thinking about the density of your uh, protein and your carbs is really important and with fats as well essentially i always think it's really good after each meal to kind of rate the meal out of five like one out of five like how hungry how you know um full am i from that meal do i need to you know next time add something to it do i need to switch out the protein or do i need to you know have half and half so if i had um some tin tuna and actually I didn't feel like that filled me up that much could I switch that out and have you know um half a tin of tuna and half a tin and half a handful of prawns or something that's a little bit more dense the same with like white fish sometimes I think with white fish just adding some extra protein then there, some prawns or something can really bulk it up because obviously the the density of it is is not that dense and sometimes it's just not that filling um so really thinking about this with carbohydrates because what essentially can happen is we go down the balanced food approach we start having carbs with each meal but we might have toast for breakfast and a wrap for lunch and then for dinner we have i don't know something that's really not that like potato waffles and i'm not anti-convenience food at all because i love convenience food and um, i had you know some bagel i had a bagel today for lunch with my soup But like I know that if I'd had whole wheat pasta or couscous or um, bulgur wheat or quinoa or a jacket potato that would have filled me up way more so really thinking about like am I just always going for that like you know, bread, essentially. There's nothing wrong with bread. Can I scream that a thousand times? Bread does not make you fat. It's the quantity of food that you're eating that makes you gain weight. So there's nothing wrong with bread. I think it's really important to have it in your diet um, and be able to actually have it guilt-free, you know, and not labeling it it with anything. You know, oh God, I eat so much bread. It's so bad for me. No, it's not. Um, But essentially, it doesn't fill you up for that long, depending on, you know, what you've got in your bread. Um, so that's what we have to think about. So really, when you address your carbohydrates with each meal, thinking about like having a variety of carbs that you can switch and having a variety of proteins that you can switch So, say, for example, you know, we're approaching summer now. Let's say you go for your food shop and you're like, right, with each lunch, I'm going to have a pound full of protein, you know, a handful of um carbohydrates and two fistfuls of veg which we'll come on to in a second and you know a thumbful of um fats what can i what can i buy in to ensure that i'm not getting bored i feel that my food is delicious each day and actually meets my you know um my needs and my wants as well because sometimes we don't want the the lunch that we've set ourselves we might not fancy couscous we might fancy a jack potato so i always think it's good to have a good range of things when you're going shopping that you can switch out so that you can be like right yesterday I had a tuna and couscous salad with avocado I don't fancy that today I do fancy tuna but I might switch out my couscous for jack potato simple done you know or um yesterday I had a chicken wrap with salad and olives and some hummus today I don't fancy and um, I'll leave some hummus. So I'm going to have some avocado instead. So it's about having an understanding of your macronutrients, the proteins, the carbs, the fats and that kind of thing. And understanding that you can play around with them and that's what can help to increase the you know deliciousness the yumminess of your food and really help you to feel that you could eat this way for the rest of your life because essentially that's what we need to do we need to build a framework a baseline a blueprint of a system of foods that you feel like you could eat for the rest of your life because that is what supporting your health and your you know weight loss essentially um looks like the rest of your life having a baseline of, of something you do each day that helps you to feel that you're meeting all of your needs your wants your desires your body's needs and requirements and that kind of thing um going off on the tangent there <laughs> so moving on going on to fats so fats is something that i really didn't eat for a while like i was really anti-fats for a while because i, I really focused on you know eating lower calorie and the one thing i definitely did notice is The lower fat you go, the less satiated you feel. So you don't feel that full from your meals. But actually, when you really focus on eating fats, um, you do notice a big difference in the way that you feel after your meals. And I would encourage all of you to add fats to your meals. So making sure that you're getting things like olives, hummus, avocados, fish, nuts, seeds, that kind of thing into your meals. Now... Appreciate that fats are higher in calories. So if you're adding way more fats, you probably need to reduce some carbs, okay? just to kind of level things out. Or if you're somebody who doesn't really get on with fats that well, you might want to increase your carbs or your protein. Now, this is where we can get a bit more flexible in your approach as you know, as you get on but I think it's really good to try and follow the basic principles just to begin with of getting the right amount in your in each meal so we want a thumb full of fats which doesn't really look like a lot Um, and it's not a great deal really but it's enough and that might look like kind of I don't know eight olives if we were to line them up Um, it might also look like a big dollop big tablespoon of hummus it might look like half an avocado you're probably thinking your thumb is not the size of an avocado i honestly wouldn't worry about it too much i don't think anybody is going to overdo their fats unless they are binging unless they are really you know going health for leather with fats Um, And I was one of those people. And that's why I did enjoy tracking my calories because it educated me more on, you know, my fats and things like cheese. You know, if you're going to have spaghetti bolognese, again, that's a great balanced meal. You've got some carbs in there. You've got some protein in there. You've got some veggies in there with your, you know, kidney beans, your mushrooms, your tomatoes, and your sauce. But when it comes to your cheese, thinking about the cheese on top when you're grating it, okay, I'm not going to have a lavish, huge portion of cheese. I'm going to have, you know, a portion that's a. that's a reasonable size but it's not excessive you know and thinking, you might want to cut out i have some clients will cut out a cube that kind of looks about their thumb size right and that's usually about 20 or 30 grams of cheese so just thinking about you know the types of, of fat now one of the questions that does come up is like well what if i'm eating eggs eggs has fat in it or what if i'm eating minced beef minced beef has fat in it it's really important as we like progress in our health and fitness journey that we do not over complicate these things for the sake of you know minority stuff you know yes beef mince is going to have fat in it yes eggs is going to have fat in it yes you know oily fish is going to have fat in it but essentially you're you're worrying about something that really isn't important at the end of the day it's really healthy it's really good for you if you were coming to me saying like i'm worried about my fish fingers my i don't know (laughs) all of this convenience food and i'm worrying about the fat in in that yeah okay that might be a conversation to have but essentially we're looking at healthy good nutritious delicious food having some avocado with your your salmon is not going to overdo the fats yes it's going to be a slightly higher in fat meal but if, if anything it's probably going to fill you up for longer so don't over complicate it like don't worry about these things too much people spend most of their life worrying about the minority things when they're just not that important and they don't help you and they don't serve you in in any way you know at all so if you want to have avocado and eggs for breakfast have avocado and eggs your eggs is your protein your avocado is your fat keep it keep it as that don't overcomplicate it because it's just not worth it and you get obsessive about it um so some of the things to think about is like reviewing your food like i said before like asking yourself after each meal on a scale of one to five how did this fill me up did it fill me up enough is it going to last me a couple of hours or could i add something to it so but adding something to it is now where we bring in our fistful of veggies so with each meal we want a palm full of protein a handful of cooked carbs which might look like a slice of bread or two slices of bread or a bagel um a, a thumb full of fats and two fists full of veggies now all salad or fruit now this is one of the things that i think most people struggle with and it's why with project me and with my one-to-one clients, I give them a target of five fruit and veg a day, because most of us do not fill our plates enough with fruit and veg. And it's actually really surprising when I you know, get a client's food diary, or when I look at people's food, how little fruit and veg they are getting, and how beneficial this can be when it comes to supporting your, your goals, your long-term health, you know, the person that you want to become, loving yourself, like, eating lots of fruit and veg with your meals will really really benefit you in many many ways for nourishment purposes for you know for actually eating really healthy nutritious food supporting your energy levels and um, making sure you're getting the right um, micronutrients that kind of thing and also just getting a rainbow like a rainbow of food on your plate is so important because you know most of us eat a lot of beige and there's not that much you know, uh difference in micronutrients when it comes to eating lots of beige so really really important to make sure that you're eating a rain rainbow full rainbow full a rainbow can't get my words out anyway eat lots of color basically is what i'm saying when you look at your plate ask yourself can i get another color in there can i change something out for a different color and this is actually a really lovely game to do especially if you've got children you know to think right well i've got um i don't know couscous on there i've got chicken on there i've got a wrap up. <laughs> probably not gonna have a wrap and couscous but whatever i've got lots of beige on there what can i do to add some colour in? can i add some beetroot can i add some radish can i add some you know lettuce leaves can i add some spinach can I add some seeds that kind of thing so really addressing your plate each day and just thinking okay have i got enough colour colors in this um now with your fistful of edges we do want to make sure that this is with each meal so with your breakfast you know i had a client that said to me the other day oh i'm having um eggs and avocado on toast for breakfast and i was like that's great we're getting your fats in there you know avocado yeah that kind of counts as your fruit and veg but where's the rest of it that's not filling that's not a filling meal if you want that meal to fill you up until 12 o'clock at lunchtime because you don't really want to have snack midday." You need to make sure that you're adding either vegetables in there or you're having some fruit on the side. So, you know, with your eggs and avocado on toast, if you're not somebody who likes cooked spinach because me, I hate it. uh, Or if you can't be bothered to cook, you know, some mushrooms or tomatoes, that kind of thing. Could you just have a bowl of fruit? you know, a small bowl of fruit, maybe some blueberries and strawberries after your eggs and your um, avocado? Like, could you have that with it? And that's going to bulk out your meal quite a bit. Same with lunch. You know, we can add salad in. I was going to come back to my lunch today. So I haven't felt very well over the past couple of days. I've felt a bit run down, a bit tired. And actually, I found um, yesterday that I just ran into the shop. I was like, oh, I don't really fancy any salad. What can I have? And I just bought some carrot soup. And, you know, essentially, no, it's not got that much colour in it, but it's a vegetable and yeah, it's processed, but it will do, you know, it ticks a box, it's getting my my uh, fruit and veg in. So I had um, my bowl of carrot soup today, that's my, you know, two fistfuls of veggies and I had a... um, egg and sausage bagel chicken sausage bagel and it was lovely and actually it's filled me up and you know sometimes we just have to do the best that we can do and days where we don't feel like eating a salad or we don't feel like eating loads of greens we can swap things out we can make things easier for ourselves you know um and sometimes i even think just adding like broccoli into your chili con carne or adding courgettes into there like can really help to bulk out your meals especially on the days which you just don't feel like eating your greens because we all have them we all have those days um so yes making sure that you're getting a fistful well two fistfuls so if you get both of your fists and hold them together if you're driving right now don't do that but look at your fists um and thinking right, do I actually add that much to my plate? Like we had um what did we have for dinner last night? We had lamb steaks with some potatoes and some veg. And at first I just cooked up some tender stem, stem broccoli. And when I looked at it, I thought that isn't enough. That is not two fistfuls. So I then cooked some peas to go with it as well. So sometimes I think just having like two vegetables. With your meal is really important remember potatoes don't count as a vegetable they are a starch so sadly no your potatoes are not vegetables but all of this thing will really help you to build this baseline of nutrition so three meals a day three snacks basing it on your palm of protein your um, handful of cooked carbohydrates your thumb of fat and your two fistfuls of veggies now Some people will ask, well, what do I do about olive oil? Listen. as long as you're not literally like every single meal drowning your food and cooking all of your food in heavy rich oil i don't think i I don't have an issue with people cooking with oil or putting a little bit of dressing on their salad i don't think that's what's making people gain weight i think what's making people gain weight is the behaviors around food and self-sabotage and the binges and you know not working through their emotional fitness so if you're putting a little bit of you know olive oil and lemon over your salad I don't think that is going to be the cause of the fact that you may have gained 10 pounds in you know the past six months so i would not stress out about it i think it's really important to make your food tasty for every meal that you have so if you're three meals a day like are you making your food delicious have you added different textures in there is there something that's soft crunchy squidgy is there something that you know takes a while for you to chew what do you enjoy about the textures like texture is a really important part of um what we eat and how we how satiated we feel like if we eat something like if you just eat soup like it's really boring texture, but if actually you add in, you know, some vegetables and have some chunky, chunky bits in your soup, if you have, you know, some bread with it with a bit of seeds on so it's a bit crunchy, maybe having some, you know, celery sticks on the side of it, that kind of thing, like adding different textures to your food can really help with, um, yeah, your satiety and how well nourished you feel and making all of your meals feel bloody delicious and taste bloody delicious and like a way of eating that you want to eat for the rest of your life. Now, when we eat in this way, and we, you know, having our three meals, we're having our one to three snacks. Um, sorry, I should just quickly go into snacks. Snacks might look like a chocolate bar, like I said, because we need to be inclusive with our food. But it also might look like some protein, some vegetables, and some carbohydrates. So for example, that might look like some rive eater, um some hummus some carrot sticks and a bit of cheese or a bit of um uh, uh, a bit of chicken so that might look like a little snack that ties you over between lunch and dinner it might look like an apple and a protein shake so trying to stick within like that 250 calorie mark for your snacks is really key we don't want any like 600 calorie donuts every every snack time But also. It's okay to have things that are a bit flexible. You know, if you are going out for a meal with your, sorry, you're going out for a coffee date with your friend and you really want to have a slice of cake for your snack today and you know it's going to be slightly over 250 calories, don't stress about it. It's one snack, it's one thing out 365 days. Like, don't, the more overwhelmed you get about, you know, like I said at the start, the language that you use around having these foods are going to trigger behaviors and actions. So go out, have the slice of cake, get back to your balanced food approach on your next meal. It's as simple as that. You've got a baseline, you've got something to get back to. You know, it's not about getting back on it. It's about eating in a way that's supporting you for life and something that you really enjoy to do. I want to help everybody listening to this create a system and a way of eating that supports them for the rest of their life, where they feel like they want to eat in that way for the rest of their life because they feel energized, they feel nourished, they feel that their needs are being met, they don't feel like they're getting loads of cravings anymore and that sort of thing. So if you're gonna have the chocolate or you're gonna have the cake, that's fine. Just don't make it as every single snack. Enjoy that, you know, one snack that you're gonna have and your next meal comes you you just go back to your normal you know intake of food um so finally just to wrap it up with social plans i kind of uh, mentioned this at the start i think (laughs) god i've talked for so long i was like i'm gonna go on and i'm just gonna do 20 minutes 47 minutes later social plans so if you're having a meal out for the week it gets included into what you're eating i would urge all of you to have a meal a week where you don't think about your balanced food approach and you just have exactly what you fancy that whether that might be fish and chips from the chip shop I'm just gonna have this that basically your social plan meal replaces your meal so you instead of having your balanced food approach for your three, you know your three meals a day your breakfast lunch dinner you are like right I'm going out for lunch I'm replacing that balanced food meal with a meal that I actually, you know, I just fancy because it's on the menu and it doesn't, you know, actually align with those um, macros that you're talking about, that's what I'm gonna have. And it's as simple as that. It replaces the meal that you have. Now, some people will say, well, what about the calories? The calories are gonna throw me way over. i tell you what throws you way over, the behaviors that come after knowing that you've gone over your calories, the excessive exercising, the binge after the excessive exercising. I wouldn't say it's necessarily that cal- the calorie amount, I would say it's the behaviors that come after that so it replaces a meal simple done if you're gonna go out and you're having a week where there's quite a lot of social plans then you probably have to think about what you're eating you know if i was going to go out for three meals in one week i would probably say two of those meals one to two of those meals i would have exactly what i want and not really think about making you know a balanced food approach one of those meals i would probably you know sit there and think right how can i get you know the most amount of veggies in this meal how can i make sure that i'm getting a palm full of protein and how can i make sure that you know i'm supporting my nourishment and energy needs here because essentially if you let this creep up and you know you're having exactly what you want at every single social meal and you've got four meals out in a week yes you know you're probably gonna gain You're going to tick the energy balance there. We have to to be practical. We have to be realistic. You can't eat exactly what you want at every single meal out if you've got four nights of a row that you're going to eat a meal out. You are going to have to be sensible and and think about your health, right? But if you've got one meal a week, enjoy it. It replaces your meal. Fine, done. You know, simple as that. Like I said, most of the time, it's the behaviours around people's food after or before the meals that causes... weight gain because they either overindulge because they think i need to get it all in now because you know i'm not going to be able to have this tomorrow or they go in with the approach of you know i should eat something healthy and then pick something that doesn't align with their goals and then that leads to more self-sabotage because they've ordered six desserts and had 10 beers with it so i think it's not it's not really the social plan it's the behaviors and the mindset and one thing i would also encourage you to do is actually practice a bit of mindfulness with that meal as well so if you are going out quite a few times can you practice some mindful eating can you put your knife and fork down as you talk or as you're chewing your food can you slow down with your eating can you make sure you're being present at the table can you make sure you're swallowing your food you know all of that kind of thing tasting your food the different textures and that sort of thing so anyway i hope this has been helpful so this is basically essentially the um the method that I use to help clients move away from calorie tracking. And sometimes with clients who come to me who don't calorie track whatsoever, I've got lots of them at the moment, and this is the approach that they will take. And this is what I do every single day. Every single day, I make my food delicious, I make it tasty, I make it filling. I think about, you know, is this gonna fill me up? Is this not? You know, if I'm gonna have a packet of crisps um, with my sandwich at lunchtime, you know that packet of crisps is is replacing my fruit and veg for that meal, so I need to make sure that when I next have my snack, I'm going to get some fruit and veg in there because I'm going to make sure I eat five a day and that kind of thing. So it's really having a deep understanding of like, right, have I ticked some boxes today? Does that look like you know a nourishing plate of food? Is this what loving me looks like? Does this help to support my body right now and my future body? And really building a system of food that you absolutely love. And no matter what day you have or what type of you know snack you might have had, you can't wait to eat your next meal because it's delicious. And it's you know something that you just love to eat. So I'm gonna stop that there. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on this um, episode. And if you found this helpful, please let me know. Um, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. If you want any more help or support with this, Um, I can, of course, offer one-to-one coaching. I am quite full at the moment, I'm not going to lie, but I do have the next Project Me group coming up at the end, well, it will be mid-July time, so if you are interested in having coaching with me, I very much go through the balanced food approach within Project Me as well, because I am trying to urge more and more people to move away from calorie tracking now, because whilst it is helpful, I think it's actually really helpful to have a system of eating Um, outside of calorie tracking that supports you for the rest of your life. So when you know that you need to, you know, micromanage things a little bit, you do that for a couple of weeks with calorie tracking and then you can just go back to this supported um, feeling of your balanced food approach or your baseline meals. Um, Anyway, i'm going to stop waffling now have a lovely day please don't forget to share like post tag me in your uh podcast episode listen upload it to your instagram or whatever uh, and don't forget to tell your friends and family to listen to these episodes as well especially those you know people that you think they might find this really helpful speak to you later